This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. This podcast is here for anyone who's interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it and this is the very beginning. Crypto Curious is the place to get started as we cover off all the basics that you need to know. But we recommend heading back to the very early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive headfirst, then let's do it. Welcome, my name is Tracy, and I'm joined by my colleagues and good mates from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig. Hey guys, how are you going? Very well, Tracy. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you going, Craig? Good. How are you? Very well. So you've been telling us that you're loving our news episodes, and we do love to talk about what's going on in crypto. We're going to follow that format a little bit. And today, as it's getting close to the end of April here, 2022, we're going to talk about what's been going on in the news. So a lot has happened this month. Let's start with the big news on everyone's tongues, and that is Elon Musk and Twitter. The world's richest guy is set to buy one of the world's most influential social media companies. After weeks of uncertainty, Elon Musk struck a deal to buy Twitter at a price of roughly 44 billion bucks. But the question is, what's he going to do with it? So it looks like Elon has acquired Twitter for a cool $44 billion. Now, this may not sound like crypto news, I hear you say, but it is because Dogecoin, Elon's coin, had a massive pump after this news of 20% in 12 hours. I think everyone's got their opinion on Elon. I know that we all we all do, but is this a good thing for Twitter? What does this look like? Blake, first off, let's talk about why did Dogecoin pump with this news? <laughs> good, a good question. Not entirely sure, but we all know that Elon is a proponent of Dogecoin and Bitcoin for that matter. You know, he seems to be integrating Dogecoin wherever he can, whether, whether he's at his Gigafactory opening party, whether it's through SpaceX, and no doubt, you know, he'll be looking at ways that he can, you know, integrate potentially its use into Twitter, which is, you know, in my opinion, a little bit of a troll. Um, he's, you know, taken, taken the piss a little bit, but it, nevertheless, he'll, <laughs> he'll probably do something there, which is really interesting. But what I find more interesting is that, you know, Jack Dorsey is obviously a massive believer in Bitcoin, was looking at all the different ways that he could utilize blockchain technology to further better the Twitter platform. And now, you know, Elon may be coming in to kind of pick up, you know, where Dorsey left off. Yeah, Jack Dorsey's actually already integrated a few crypto payment methods. He's got Bitcoin and Ethereum tipping. And people are speculating that Elon will add that tip function in Dogecoin. So that could be a reason why 
Dogecoin may have gone up. I agree, Craig. And, mate, you're always referencing Twitter as crypto Twitter. So what do you th- what do you think this means for your beloved platform with Elon taking over? I think it means Twitter will probably move a bit quicker in terms of the new innovations that come in the space. People have made it really political, like Elon's trying to, you know, bring back some political people that have been banned. But, like, I think crypto people are just generally excited because it's good to have someone that is – sort of bullish on the space, owning such a massive social media network. But, you know, it remains to be seen what he actually does with it. Who knows? But it is private now. Does that mean he can make changes, like, quicker than normal? Well, I think he was, yeah, he can definitely move quicker potentially through a governance process that, you know, he may want to change. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, potentially concerned about it going private you know, Elon has come out and said, you know, he'll potentially make the algorithms that, um, you know, build your feed open source so people know that, you know, how they're being influenced. But, you know, there could be other things that happen that are detrimental. Mm. We're definitely going to watch that space because it's going to be interesting and I think it's going to stay in the headlines for quite some time yet. On to our next bit of news, which kind of rolls into the payments and crypto narrative that we've just been speaking about with Dogecoin and Twitter, but Stripe, who is a fintech company that provides super quick payment processing service, has announced that it will help businesses pay users in USD coin. And by users, I mean sellers or freelancers and creators. And this is pretty significant news as this is the first business of its kind uh, for functionality with crypto. So this is a pretty big move by Stripe then, isn't it, Craig? Yeah, it's actually a massive move by Stripe. So Stripe's a huge payment processor and you probably interact with Stripe without even realising it. Could be your local grocery store, your local fashion store. They could use Stripe, but you wouldn't necessarily know about it. Um, But them introducing USD coin is actually a really big deal because now people are starting to look at stable coins as not only something that they can save and yield, but also now something that you can spend. So now, for example, if Blake, if you want to pay me in USD coin, I could get it straight in my wallet, save some, yield it out. Now I can actually use some for my everyday life without, you know, selling it back into my bank account and doing all that hassle. So this is a really great move for the space, I think. Yeah, I think you just explained that really well, Craig. Blake, what are your thoughts on this? Would you actually be using this yourself? Yeah, well, if there's an opportunity to easily use USDC or a USD, you know, back stable coin in day-to-day life, I certainly would. I don't know about you guys, but the troubles that I have day-to-day living in the US, trying to move money from Australia to my US account is such a pain in the ass. And if I could just, you know, load up from a crypto exchange to my digital wallet USDC, instead of it taking days with, you know, fees and headaches and and trying to figure out how to use my Bank of America online banking portal, (laughs) I could literally do it in, literally do the same thing in minutes. And if there was a point of sale system that I could then spend that on, yeah, I would definitely prefer to use that uh, as opposed to you know, potentially my card. Yeah, so this is great for you, Blake, as a consumer, but also for a bunch of these merchants that want to start accepting crypto but really don't want to be bothered building their own infrastructure stripes, making it super easy for them to accept those payments. And you can imagine that you know Stripe will be the first one and all of a sudden I think maybe most of them will have this mechanism. I've actually heard of another company called Strike and they're doing settlements on Shopify in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies potentially. So yeah, we're certainly 
I think going to see a flood of these options come into the marketplace over the next year. Well, there you go. So stripes and strikes of the world paving the way for the for the consumers and the retail um, moving into crypto. I think we'll take a break there, but when we come back, poor old Binance is not having the best week at work and some news from the NFT space. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, talk about a bad day at work. Crypto exchange Binance have been in the news a bit this week for a number of reasons. They've been copying a bit of flack recently as they refused to block all Russian accounts when the Ukraine war first broke out. And now they'll be in the market for a new graphic designer after an embarrassing blunder left the company symbol looking a little bit like a swastika. Now, understandably, the social media blowback on that was horrid last week. Now, though, they've finally gone ahead and said that any Russian residents and Russian companies that hold crypto assets worth over 10,000 euros will be banned from making any deposits and trading within their accounts. Now, I'm just not sure why they didn't join the other exchanges and do this at the very beginning. It felt like the obvious play and they just didn't do it. So why, did, why didn't why did this happen, boys? What went wrong? Well, there's a multitude of reasons why, and honestly, I've no idea. I haven't spoke to the Binance PR team lately, but Binance is actually the most global exchange. So that has the most volume and probably the one of the most countries that are on the platform. So you could probably tell that it's a bit of a logistical headache to ban Russian citizens from using the platform. And that's also, I don't get political here, but also it's kind of not a Russian person's fault that their government are doing that to them. Mm. They're just average crypto mm-hmm. investors like me and you. Um, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did see the um, swastika on, it was meant to be a Twitter emoji and yeah, yeah even the yeah. big companies stuff up sometimes, Chase. Yeah, that is correct. That didn't look good though, did it? It looked so bad. What are your thoughts, Blake? Yeah, you know, obviously the exchanges that are domiciled or, you know, registered to trade in the US or have a headquarters in the US and those exchanges that are headquartered in Europe would have been first to move because they would have been far more sensitive to the sanctions, whereas Binance and other exchanges are headquartered. You know, I'm not sure where Binance is headquartered at the moment, but you know, there's many exchanges that are headquartered offshore or in you know, less strict jurisdictions, and therefore they would have had a little bit more wiggle room to you know impose any restrictions on the users in, in Russia. So that's why I suspect they were probably... Um, one or two steps behind the rest of the pack. So I've been real-time Googling. Can you guys guess where Binance is headquartered? I'm going to guess Hong Kong. Tracy? Uh, um, Singapore. 
the Cayman Islands, <laughs> which I'm sure is for more reasons than just the weather, Tracy. Really, though, in the end, do you think these type of PR blunders actually make people shop around for a different exchange? I think it would have to be pretty severe for people to, you know, jump ship just because of something like this. What about you, Craig? Is it making you look around for a different exchange? Not really, nah. What about you, Tracy? I know you love your um, PR and marketing. Um, again, like Blake said, it has to be something pretty full on for me to maybe move. And, I, you know, to be honest, you know, Elon taking Twitter, would that make me move? I know a lot of people talked about, you know, jumping off Twitter because he's on there. Not really enough for me to care there. Uh, but look, I'm on FTX anyway, so it doesn't make a difference to me. What if Elon brings back Trump? I know you hate Trump. Would you leave? Yep, I'm out of there. <laughs> I'm off. I'm done. Not not that we're a political podcast. Classic. Moving on to some news on the home front, and in fact making news all around the world, was the Aussie Bitcoin ETF approvals from last week. So Cosmos Asset Management received approval from the Australian Securities Exchange on April 19th to begin trading following a seven-day notice period. Now another two ETFs issued by 21 shares received approval around the same time, aligning all three funds with the same launch date. Now keep hearing this staggering figure of 1 billion that these ETFs are expected to attract into the market. Blake, is this an accurate figure? Um, Did you say just 1 billion? Yeah, 1 billion. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, it should be able to achieve at least a billion dollars. I think, uh, you know, there's definitely enough interest out there in the market to to invest in these products. And uh, so you think that's, do you think that's really achievable? 1 billion, easy. I don't think um, a billion is, yeah, unachievable You're missing all. the T, Tracy. Oh, one trillion. Oh, sorry. Took me a while on that one. <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> Look, can can you tell us then, you know, what are we getting from an ETF that you can't get from dollar cost averaging into the market, say via Bamboo or your exchange? Yeah, no, there's there's not too much difference except it's just the medium. There will be fees associated with you know, the manager, whoever's managing the ETF. But, you know, there's also fees on cryptocurrency exchanges. However, you know, you just can't move around your Bitcoin if you're gaining exposure through an ETF. You know, you basically just have a share certificate um, saying, you know, you own a certain amount or a certain portion of Bitcoin. Mm. And there's look, there's been a lot of an anticipation for this crypto ETF, but what does it actually mean for the industry, Craig? I think it's making the industry a lot more mature. There's probably a lot of fund managers out there that want to get amongst it but haven't had that on ramp yet. So I think the ETF's mainly for those guys. In terms of, um, you know, a, a normal investor, you probably wouldn't use an ETF. The fees notoriously cost more because there's obviously a manager, as Blake mentioned. Um, but I think it's just legitimising the the space and I can't wait until there's a board ape ETF. Yeah, I agree with you guys both on that one. So I think for most people out there, it's not going to change too much if you're already in the market. But what it does change is things for institutional investors that are perhaps coming into the market and again, shining a bit more of a spotlight on crypto in general. So good news all round. And finally, let's have a look at the NFT marketplace, the exciting side of things at the moment. Uh, Look, it had a small nosedive during the first two weeks of April, but it's had a mammoth week this last week in the space. The newly landed Moonbirds NFT pumped over $280 million worth of liquidity into the market. This was also added to because of the Yuga Labs other side board apes land drop news. So this also added to 
uh, the hype around NFTs, pushing things sky high. Can you translate that? What does that mean, Tracy? Yuga Labs, other side, Bored Apes, <laughs> land drop. Look, I'll get to that and I know Craig's going to have a fair bit to say there, but I just want to finish this out by saying the sector itself, the total market cap increased 3%, taking it to approximately $18.6 billion. That is just... It's just huge. So like a 3% increase, look at look at the amount. So I know, Craig, you've got a fair bit to say about what's going on with Yuga Labs. So do you want to tell us a little bit about this other side? Um, it's a metaverse, isn't it? So I'll just want to start off with the Moonbirds NFT. I think everyone in the space, especially the NFT that are in the weeds with it, were like, oh, the market's done, the market's over. Then Moonbirds launched and everyone was like, okay, the retail you know, demand is still here for, for NFTs. And Moonbird was... I think it launched, I think his name's Kevin Rose. Tracy, is that his name? Yes, he's, Kevin he's Rose, a, that's his name, yeah. really known in the space and this is his project um, with, you know, rumours that holding one of these Moonbirds gets you access to, you know, certain VC deals. I'm not sure. It's very, you know, yeah, it's very green. Yeah, it was. It was all about the, it's all about the, connect, the connections and the possible funding access that you would have. Exactly. And this is one of the quickest pumps I've seen in a long time and I think it's already mm. really stamped itself as the main, you know, NFT for April, but also, you know, the back end of April, Board Ape Yacht Club, they've just, they're going to launch their land drop, which is with the other side metaverse. Now, the land can only be bought with ApeCoin and you need to mm-hmm. be a Board Ape Yacht Club holder with ApeCoin to get this land. So now there's a mad rush for Board Ape collections. They've got Mutant Apes, they've got the Kennel Club, they've got the Bored Apes, they've got the Ape Coin. So long story short, these guys are cleaning up and everyone is trying to get a hold of some Ape Coin to get some land. However, but, but, so they're, they're basically what you're saying is Yuga Labs, Bored Apes, now they're going to have their own metaverse which is called The Other Side and everyone now is trying to buy some land in this metaverse. But from what I understand is... All these people that are early that hold apes or any of these apes have had the opportunity to purchase land. I think the land purchase is coming up this weekend. Um, but from what I understand, you had to KYC, which has never happened before. Mm. So people didn't understand why are we KYCing. We're all about decentralization. Yeah, just letting everyone know, KYC is when you have to submit your personal documentations for verifications mm. to ensure that, you know, potentially there's no money laundering, um, you know, through the project. But yeah, and yeah. yeah, exactly right, Tracy. And that's super controversial with these Bored Ape Yacht Club owners because a lot of them are, you know, really wealthy individuals that might have two or three Bored Apes. All of a sudden they have over a million dollars in assets on you know in a fully decentralized manner so for them to give up their kyc their their you know their information they want to make sure they trust who they're giving it to for one and two they these people don't give it away lightly like we know crypto natives that refuse to give away their their, their mm. um, information so um it's gonna be interesting to see you know what happens when it does drop i think it, by the time this episode has launched it would have already dropped so it's dropping on sunday mm. and yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens to the price of these assets i think there's a deeper point to to talk about here around you know these successful projects and the people that have done really well out of them you know and obviously these projects are, are mostly just decentralized so you know if they're decide to launch auxiliary or secondary projects there often requires a vote and 
the proposals that usually get up are the proposals that further enrich those that are already quite wealthy from these projects. And, you know, then that attracts more money into the, into the particular, what they're developing. Um, and it creates a cycle, but, you know, the cycle um, isn't always going to be spiraling up. Yeah, absolutely. It's such an interesting space and I've never been fully into the NFC space. I'm still just kind of scratching the surface on it, but there's there's too much there. And I, look, if we could talk about a few other collections that have kind of done a few things this week and one of them in particular has had a little bit of a, an issue and it's something called the Association by the NBA. What happened here was and actually, the NBA has been a little bit riddled by what they've done and done wrong because obviously Topshop came out. It was a huge release. Everyone jumped on board. What's Topshop? NBA Topshop, sorry. I think we have spoken about it in previous episodes. So basically what it was, it's taking the NBA basketball cards, which you used to trade with your friends over years gone by, and they've made them as a digital NFT. And they went further. It wasn't just a stagnant card. It was actually um, a, a play. So it was actually a few seconds of, you know, a layup or a shot by your favourite player. So And it was a little bit of music overlaid. So it was quite cool. And, you know, they, they rose to popularity super quick. Everyone was talking about them, you know, maybe about a year ago actually. But what they did was they they got so popular, they, they released too many, they changed the way they were doing things, the scarcity and the numbers changed and they added too many and they kind of, they just ruined the way that they were doing it and and people lost a bit of interest. And I think, NBA, you know, they, the NBA really, they really missed the mark on what they were doing there and they've been trying to play catch up ever since and get things right. And what they've released this month or earlier this month was called The Association by the NBA. And what that is, it's, it's a release of cards. It's just for the playoffs and it was a blind release and you didn't know which card you were going to get and it was just for the, the playoffs, which are happening right now. They released them and they were said they were releasing, I think it was 18,000 and you had to be part of, I think, the top shop group and a certain amount of people had pre-access. They wrote part of the code wrong, okay? They wrote part of the code wrong and instead of these certain um, people getting access first that were part of this group, they missed out. So they had to, they had to stop everything straight away, rewrite it. Instead of 18,000, they had to bump it up to 30,000 and they had to re-release it. So that's out there now. So all of a sudden, you know, people that had got in early and paid maybe half an F or an F with their gas fees at the time, all of a sudden, you know, the floors come down. I still think it's a really awesome project. Um, the cards look really mint and the playoffs are still happening. So if you scored yourself a, a really good card, it, it's quite cool. I like, the, and I like the whole premise of it. But it shows that these big companies like the NBA – still writing their code wrong, still making a mistake. It shows... You get the sense that they're rushing a little bit. Potentially, yeah, or that just this is just such a new space that we're all playing in that things can go wrong. And with all of these things, folks, you know, smart contract risk is the biggest risk. You know, when we need to ensure that every smart contract that you interface with is audited by at least one or two reputable groups. So then these, you know, things don't happen or, you know, even worse, you could potentially lose your money if you're interacting with them. Mm. Yeah, good one. I have a project to talk about, Tracy, that you'll like. Go for it. So a few weeks ago, we spoke about OpenSea introducing Solana NFTs. Now, they introduced one was a Solana NFT drop called OK Bears and it actually became the most traded asset on OpenSea, including Ethereum. 
So this is a really big deal for Solana NFTs and like pretty much Solana NFTs, pretty much 10% of the Ethereum market. And now these OK Bears drop when it got released, took the top spot for the day. So that's a really big news. Why, why is it big news? Yeah. It, minted, it minted that day and then on the same day it got 187,000 Solana worth of trading. So I think what you're saying, Craig, is you know no longer is our Ethereum projects going to always take the mantle. This has kind of opened up the opportunity for other chains to also get as much limelight as you know some of the most valuable um, projects on Ethereum. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Well, look, I think we could sit and talk about NFTs all day, but we won't do that and I think we'll round it out there for our news <laughs> for this week. Look, we love hearing from you, our listeners, and finding out what you want to know about crypto. So please send us an email at podcast at getbamboo.io and email and follow us on social media. And make sure to hit the follow button whenever you're listening to us, like right now, so you don't miss out on an episode and get notified every time we release a new one. We'd also love for you to share the podcast with your friends and family. We know there are a lot of crypto curious people out there, so send them our way. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast app. Thanks for listening and we hope you'll join us next episode. Bye for now. See you guys. Bye. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.